It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Joe! Hello, John. Hello. Uh, hello. The most influential year that changed the world in terms of music. There's a fascinating documentary, and it may have been out five years ago. I don't know. I'm always late to this stuff. What year would you say was was the pivot for so many cultural, political changes in the world during our lifetime? 1972. Damn, that's pretty close. Darn. Did we already lose our what is PG? It? 1971. Oh, was it really? Uh, search 1971, and, okay. it, and, and there's this about eight, eight uh, episode deal of 1971, the year that the world changed, music changed the world. Okay. Anyway, it, it, it has had a really big effect on me. because well, the Vietnam era. We came out of the 60s stuff, and 70s really started to get opened up. What was the big commentary of what changed the world during that time? It was music? that the love and, and the peace and love and all that of the yeah. 60s movement was over, and now we're, now we're upset. Government is corrupt. The, the, the war is going on. Uh, but a lot of amazing albums came out during that time, like Tapestry, Carol, Carol yes. King, and, and um, uh, Sly and the Family Stone had a big one. Sticky Fingers, I think, with, with the Rolling Stones. It was just a, I don't know, I just thought that was cool. And that's part of our, you know, our heritage. We're both 60 years old. Yeah, and, you and uh, I would have been nine yeah, in 72. I just barely remember that stuff. And so our important factor was that was uh, Sister Golden Hair, Seals and Cross. That's when the uh, cute girls were coming into our life. And summertime meant forever off from school because you didn't go back to school till after Labor Day. Right. And so that was all June, July, and August off. Chicago's greatest hits, James Taylor, Cat Ah. Stevens, Catmandu. Did you have a mustache when you were nine yet? Uh, I didn't hit. I I will say this. I (laughs) developed... Uh, I was I peaked at thirteen. Yeah. As the, as the old thing, one of the comics, that. one of the comics says, you know, you, you know when you you know when you peak at thirteen, uh-huh. they have that you do things now. It's called CrossFit, <laughs> and that's what I do. Like I fit right because I yeah I was the tallest kid in my class eighth grade year, and then that was I was like, when did you develop? Not that I, I don't care. Well, I was uh so I have an August birthday, and yeah, I'm July. I was the kid that I could have stayed out another year yeah so we were I, both young right yeah for our when i time. went into my class i was the youngest shortest kid in the class so that reflected i played baseball and uh, basketball so that reflected in my growth and stuff uh, had i waited another year i was about average size of everybody so but did, when you were a freshman in high, in high school did, did you when was your growth spurt i moved to tennessee in ninth grade that's not what uh, i asked so 10th 11th my senior year i shot up <laughs> probably five inches yeah okay that's all what right. she said uh, uh let's get to our guest can that's we do that now, all right. right all right let's do that people let's take a spin through joe and john's rolodex it lands on the letter s and today some smackdown with damon smith damon smith uh well he's the head coach of the brentwood high school wrestling team he's one of nashville's most successful realtors he's a musician um he's just a ball of energy and it's going to be a great 
Joe and Damon, we are very uh, lucky to have you here on the second cup of Joe. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I've, I think a lot of you. I've I've listened to you both in in your you know respective positions and uh, on the radio and on TV. And uh, it's an honor to sit here in front of both of you. He did a lot more show prep than I did. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Even if that's not true. What was your growth spurt? My growth spurt, man. I guess it would actually probably be my, you know, my upper high school years moving into my college days and i think that's uh you know in the physical side of the world that was probably it but you know maybe in my 20s and when i was um and mentally you know when that really you know came around sure and so age-wise you're younger than us. I don't know. You know, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, yes. four, I'm 49, so almost 50. <laughs> Pup. <laughs> Pup. What, we were talking the music in the 70s. What era of music for you? Because you came to Nashville to be in music. Yeah. Surprise. Uh, what? what? Yeah. What What era of music for you kind of defined your I life? I mean, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, the 80s, uh, you know, some Garth, Garth, yeah. some Garth Brooks, you know, uh, uh, people like that. Fogarty, you know, CCR. So uh, those are my favorite types of music right there. And uh, we discussed you grew up in Oklahoma, Ada, Oklahoma. Uh And so uh, what was, you know, John's from South Bend. I lived in Delaware, Tennessee. You, You went on the rural card on that what was what was life growing up in ada man ada oklahoma is a small town in southeastern oklahoma my dad was a local mortician so we had a funeral home and uh you know one of my friends uh is blake shelton he uh went to high school we went to high school together he's a year younger than i i am so are you kidding me? uh yeah. we, you know, we grew up in, you? We nice. grew up in a little yeah. small town in southeastern oklahoma you know and about twenty five thousand people, and and here we are in Nashville, Tennessee today. And what what? Uh, so you had high school, uh, and then what brought you to Nashville? Because again, we're going to play a song here. Um, what was your love of music or your mindset that you wanted to get in Nashville and play country? Yeah, you and know, what year would this be? I moved to Nashville in nineteen ninety seven, the day I graduated college, and uh, I packed my truck up and uh, and moved to Nashville because I wanted to make it in the music business, and and I gave it everything I had for about fifteen or twenty years, and you know, played 200 shows a year with my band, traveled all over the country. I had a, a tour bus, a you know large PA system and played every club, fair, festival, honky tonk casino that you could, uh, you could imagine around the country. And, uh, you know, that's when I really grew. That's when I really grew my, you know, my, uh, ability to, you know, to, to focus on what you wanted to do in life and, and try to accomplish something. And, you know, that my mindset goes back to my wrestling days in college and high school, but, uh, but I gave it everything I had in, in trying to make it in the music business. <clears throat> and that was when Napster came around and file sharing started happening oh, yeah. and, and record companies started going out of business and uh, American Idol started coming. It was just a weird time in music. And, sure. uh, you know, I got promised everything under the sun from a lot of people. And, you know, uh, but it, I wouldn't change it for anything. Those were great days of my life. Well, let's let's give them a taste of what it was from 97-ish. Uh, this is Damon Smith and Broken In on the Second Cup of Joe. And John. I've been wearing this same old cowboy hat so long you can't tell. It used to be black. It's worn and torn. Faded like these jeans I'm in 
Defined for your love with John Mellencamp, rock and roll, and what you knew about country growing up in Oklahoma. Yeah. And you were at the wrong place at the wrong time with your career. Well, you know, it might have been at the right place at the right time, you know, uh, because the <clears throat> moving to Nashville has allowed me to be in the role and shoes that I am in today. Well, sure. You know, and, and I wouldn't have met my wife if I never came to Nashville. We wouldn't have our boy if I never moved to Nashville. So, you know, God has a. Uh, uh, ideas and plans for us that we might not know about, but I'm happy where I am sitting today. But, that's that's a coached up answer, right? That's a very <laughs> smart answer. But when music it's, wise, you know, I always love, and having done it myself for quite a bit too, uh, we were ahead of our time. You know, the, like you said, the Napster was coming out, the music sharing, it was a weird time. Um, but now, if that music came out right now, yeah, it's white hot. It fits in with what's going on right now. You know, what we just heard. I still think a couple of my songs are hits, and uh, absolutely, I'm like, man, these it's are just these are better than some of the things I hear today. And I wish this could, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, I'll tell you, I tell you, I tell you, the, the song he's going to write after this That's recording it. is is Salt in the Wound. It's going <laughs> to because you you are just, but well, it is it is interesting this time. I want to go back to your college. Um, so uh, a collegiate wrestler. Yeah. That's that's. Badass. I mean, well, that that you. that you know, to be a good high school wrestler takes incredible dedication and talent and so forth to do it, and and to have you know whether you're on scholarship or not. But to, you 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 did one school in Oklahoma and then went to another school, that's which and, and that's a that's a that's hard to thread that needle, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yeah, but it gets me to be able to cheer for two great programs, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, I can cheer for Oklahoma and football most of the time, and, and Oklahoma <laughs> State and wrestling. So you know, it all works out pretty pretty well. What um uh the the, de the dedication the mindset to be a wrestler mm -hmm. or a college athlete in I don't care if it's cross country or what um uh, my friends in high school uh and we're going back late seventies and Joe you you did you wrestle no you played no. baseball that's a, I in and you were you were, you were debate team and and choir I think <laughs> and the band you played in the band I did play in the didn't band. you you were but one of the band guys uh, no, no you know, wrestling wasn't big. In Tennessee, when we came here, right. there was no wrestling. But but you had to. Uh, they're they're wearing the trash bags and they're they're eating the uh, the Kool Aid uh, powder to sure. lose weight to get down to That's the right. insane, inhumane things right. that you would put young men through. Coaches would. That's right. To get to weight. It, it scarred me to see what my friends were doing to themselves. Yeah, man. Is that still a thing or probably? Well, I mean, you got to make weight. There are, there, kids do still cut weight. It's a lot more regulated in today's world. Uh, back in my day, if you could make the weight class, you could wrestle the weight class. And so I remember there was a time I lost 17 pounds in two days. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it was really, really difficult. Today... At the beginning of the season, we have a, a weight certification test that you have to make sure you're hydrated. You got to pee in a cup and they check your, you know, make sure you're hydrated. If you're not, you can't even go through the rest of the exam. And then they, you know, take your height, your age, and they measure your body fat and they say, okay, today you weigh 175 pounds. The lowest weight you could ever get to is 165 pounds and you can only lose 0.27 pounds 
pounds per day. And every time we have a match, we have to turn in everybody's weight that they weighed that day. So it's very regulated and, and, and computerized. And, and so it, 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 it has helped out the sport because at one point in time, I mean, it was, it was rough and, you know, still in the Olympics and things like that. I mean, those guys are cutting a lot, a lot of weight, 30, Ooh. 30, 40 pounds. Oh my God. Ouch, there's our weight loss. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. High school football, they would feed us ice chips. They wouldn't feed us water at three-a-day practices. You get fired when you do that now. Life lessons, uh, you, you touched upon, and you have a real sense of peace about how the music went. You gave it a good run, a great run, two decades worth. Mm. What are some of the lessons that you took from that you know it it all goes back to the wrestling you know they say that wrestling helps you in life once you've wrestled everything else in life is easy and dan gable the great iowa coach he's the one that said it and and what does he mean by that if you learn as a little kid you get thrown on your back and you have to learn to fight off your back and get back up and go on in life well, guess what we do as adults? We get thrown on our back all the time and we got to learn to pounce back up take on life and so you know with the music industry deal, uh, you know, I gave it everything I had. You know, I'm not ashamed of anything. I, I've met a lot of amazing people around the country. I've got a lot of friends from it, a lot of former bandmates. And, uh, you know, it is, it's okay, man. My life may be better today than if I would have struck it big. You know, who, who knows what that life would have been like. And uh, uh, so I'm humbled, uh, but, man, it, it's made me the man that I am today. And so there's the life lesson. Get up and keep going on, man. Let's go, what, what else you got to do? Well, you, you have changed a lot of young men and now women's lives here locally. With Brentwood High School, you're the coach. Uh, uh, you know, a program that was there, but you ignited it. And uh, Damon was the began in 2017. He's won three regional t- titles. They've placed fourth in state duels, produced 16 state placers, including two state champions right. just within the past six years. And you were named TSSAA Region Coach of the Year uh, just last year. You've turned that program around and uh, maybe talk about how you've, you know, you've introduced it even into the elementary schools and now the junior high of getting kids interested in wrestling. Yeah. And it's addictive once they get into it and realize that, man, I can, I can take on this challenge. It's a, it's a huge accomplishment. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, first off, wrestling's a sport for anybody. You can be a little small guy. You can be a big 285 pound guy. Anybody can wrestle, which is, uh, which is awesome. But as you mentioned earlier, you grew up in Tennessee. Wrestling wasn't really a thing for you um, because you didn't have it in your area. Well, in Oklahoma, uh, we had it was everywhere, and I was able to go watch ten college programs at any time, whether it be Division One or NAIA or, or JUCO or whoever it was. And I'll tell you that in the last ten or fifteen years, wrestling has really evolved in, in the state of Tennessee. So the opportunity came at Brentwood High School, and wrestling's not a not a mainstream sport. So we wanted to get the kids introduced into it. So we started Brentwood Wrestling Club. And, and for the last multiple years, we've had 130 kids from, the, from kindergarten through eighth grade join our little kids wrestling club. Because the mainstream sports are football, baseball, basketball. And if you don't know anything else, though, you're going to keep continuing to 
try to go to those sports. But wrestling is a great foundation sport for all sports. I'm talking you learning uh, balance, coordination, how to move your body, and you're learning some mental, the mental game of not just athletics, but life. And so there are so many wonderful benefits that children and kids and young boys and middle school and high school kids learn from the sport of wrestling. And, and that will carry through for the rest of your life. And I, I want to let me tag the end of this um, because personal experience with Damon, you coached my son, yes. Justin. That's right. And Justin came in as a sophomore, uh, nothing, never wrestled, came to us and said, Dad, I want to wrestle. And, you know, I'm like, oh, you're going to get dropped on you. Mm-hmm. I'm just picturing him getting flopped around. And uh, Coach Smith took over the program, and Justin's a thinker, and he loves to work out. And you're a great teacher, Damon, of technique. That's the key to success is technique. You know, sizing up the other guy, knowing what you got to do, knowing how to attack, and then having the strength and quickness uh, to execute that. You taught Justin that, and he had a great career. He, he ended up Brag like, about him. Brag about what well, he did in college. Well, this is where I'm going with it. Wrestling changed his life. Yeah, amen. As you just said, uh, being on your back and having to fight, being off your back, that changed Justin's life. He went to Auburn, went to college. Uh, he's always been a hard worker, but he got in the zone after wrestling. He was Dean's List every semester. He's been voted student leader of the entire campus yes. for the year yes. last year. Yes. And, and he just got into Cornell Law School Amazing. last week. So proud of that boy. He, uh, you, you should have been his father because Joe, I mean, he <laughs> imagine had Dame, Dame, Damon, Damon no, actually, better, it's better the way know, it is. I mean, better the way it is. <laughs> he, he did that in spite of you and Kimmy. Um, no, you know, I'm well, just teasing. You, you know, know there's uh, you get influenced as, as things when you're younger and in an athletic event, you know, you've commented on your coaches, uh, Damon, you're just the perfect fix for these young men. Thank you're, you you walk it like you talk it. You're a very successful realtor. You're there. You work all day. I don't know how you find find time in this, and then you dedicate all your time to these kids, these young men, and it's a fabulous program at Brentwood High. Well, thank you very much. I'm honored to uh, to serve that community and, and and be an influence in those young men's life, and uh, uh, I'm proud of I'm proud of Brentwood High School wrestling. Did you know that he wrestled? That that uh, Justin continued to, to wrestle? Yeah, at Auburn. Yeah, a, yeah he ran. How the did club, you forget? I know your program. son better than I'm you did. <laughs> he wrestled in, in college. That's he, right. he, That's he, right. he was the spirit. He led that. It's not a varsity sport there per se. It's, it's a, a club, club. Yeah. but he went and he, they kick like Alabama's ass. Yeah, they right? do. I mean, he the Auburn cool wrestling Did you know club. that? I did know that, and I'm well, very good. proud of him, man. Yep. He's a Get leader. To know your son. He's a leader. He's president. He was, right now, he's still president of the Auburn Wrestling Club. It's his last year. He resurrected a program that it kind of tanked, and um, you know maybe we'll lead to that to a question of like in Tennessee wrestling was kind of flat. Why is there no wrestling in the southeast southeastern conference? That's a great question, and I've been loving. I would love to change this. You know, on the way, actually on the way here, I was driving by up 65 and I started thinking like, I'm going to call the AD at at, uh, Vanderbilt. We've got to get wrestling into a college at Tennessee. I mean, UTC has it. But one of the reasons I've always said that kids don't see their future in wrestling in Tennessee is because they don't they don't know it. You only know what you know. And so if they could go to Vanderbilt and watch a college wrestling match where Iowa came in or Oklahoma State came in, 
it would, they would change their life. They would say, I can see myself doing that, but we don't have it here. So back to your question, it was because of Title IX, because you used to have to have an equal boys and girls sport, and there wasn't female wrestling. But believe it or not, the fastest growing sport in high school and probably now college is girls wrestling. And so now it's equal. But now they say, well, it's not a moneymaker sport. So, you know, we're not going to get behind it because it's, it doesn't produce income like other sports. Well, uh, there's more to it than that. You know, the, the sport teaches us more things than just finances. And that's where I get sideways with, you know, why don't more colleges have wrestling? But, man, wrestling is huge. It is huge. Yeah. And uh, there's such a following behind it. It's just not mainstream. But if you go to wrestling, people are some of the craziest people in the world. It's terrific. I mean, <laughs> Rapid, 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 and if they, the cost of wrestling is a mat and a, I mean, it's not, it's not Which hockey. It's right. not thousands of dollars to get your kid on a sheet of ice at five in the morning. Right. Right. So there's no reasonable reason just to finish this thought that, that there shouldn't be and fighting or wrestling or, or whatever you, you know, the testosterone of the Southeastern it's, it would it's be a, huge. It's a perfect fit. I mean, not perfect only Tennessee, fit. Alabama's got great programs. The state of Georgia has some of the of the top kids in the yeah. country. I mean, so and then it, they leave it the could borders. be great. No, it could be stupid. great. But anyway, rapid fire, Joe. Yeah. I know you're Joe's mad at me because I suck at damn it producing. Go I ahead. worked in radio thirty years, but and he's he, the one controlling that. Don't board even over look there. at the board. TV guy <laughs> who's drinking and looking hair at himself great, in yeah. the mirror. Hair, hair looks, you good. know. Yeah. But I'm on the street. I'm on the mat every day, baby. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> what do you got? Hey, Damon, what's up with the music in you? What are you listening to now? What's in your car? You know, uh, I still like Creedence, the Black Crows, John Mellencamp, you know, Fogarty, Led Zeppelin. That's what I listen to today. Yeah. That's good. Dead or alive, who would you want to uh, have a have dinner with? Could be one person, could be eight. I mean, we've lost a lot of great legends over yeah. the time. Um, that'd be a tough. I mean, I would probably have to be... Uh, you know, Garth Brooks or, or John Mellencamp or somebody like that. Um, um, the, any any uh, sports people? That, that uh, Sports people? Um, you know, I, my college wrestling coach was was the goat of, of college wrestling in, in the United States. And, you know, I got to have lunch and practice with him yeah. nearly every day. And, and so he, he would probably believe one of the guys that I, you know, really looked up to and, you know, was my college coach and what, what's his name uh, john smith okay yeah. all right okay <laughs> damon you still stay in great shape and you have a, a tremendous schedule what's uh what's your you know what's your mental focus we talk about our one of our main goals here in this year is health at 60 years of age um what what's your workout routine oh, that's like? great i love it I'm, thank yeah. you for asking yeah. so um i'm very disciplined on my i get up every morning i have a sauna in my house so I, I go 20 minutes in the sauna up to about 194 degrees and my heart rate gets up to about 172 beats a minute. And the first 15 minutes, pretty cake. The last five minutes will kick your butt. And uh, so I come straight out of there and I just recently, it's probably been the last three months, I bought a cold plunge. 
And so I got the cold plunge down to 45 degrees. I hop in it for three to four minutes and you know, uh, it's pretty tough. It's it's the hardest three minutes of my life, my, oh my, my day. Let me say that. Gosh. I've heard people do that, and it it is it is a game changer. It's a life changer, right? In, in re- what way? What do you? How do you feel better out of it? Well, it kicks your dopamine up like a thousand percent. It increases your testosterone, your HGH, um, and I feel a calmness that, of taking on the rest of the day after I've gone through <laughs> hot. And hell, 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 and free. Uh, what yeah. else? What else can? I, what oh else? What else going to throw my way? You that's know? good. That's uh, intense. And then I, I do have a. Uh, I have the tonal machine at home. It's uh, you know you may have seen LeBron James or the so the Williams sisters. They they advertise it on Facebook. But it's a machine that's on the wall. It has a LED screen and, and it's all a uh, magnetic weights. And so I hit try to hit a 30, 45 minute workout every morning with that. And uh, so those are my things that. Then I go to wrestling practice, you know, and so, and I wrestle with those boys in the afternoon. So it does keep me in good shape this time of year. Now catch me in June or July and you'll be like, wait, what happened to that guy? And I'm like, come see me back in December. You wrestled. So Damon wrestles with the, the, the kids, yeah. which, uh, but when you get some of the big kids, you know, that's a tough, you're grappling with some, uh, you know, these, they're, they're, they're 16 years old. Yeah. But those are my favorite guys to put it on the big guys, you know? <laughs> and they're like, dang, how's coach holding me down like this? And I'm like, let's go, man. It's all technique. <laughs> that's right. With, with that being said, as you're disciplined as you are, what's a guilty pleasure? Oh, guilty pleasure. I mean, I love some junk food. I love some chocolate chip cookies and, you know, I'd like to drink some, some cold beers, you know? Okay. So, all right. You know, well, now I feel better. I do, I feel, I feel, I feel. Uh, beautiful wife, Susan, yeah. Oscar, your yeah. rocking son, who I'm sure you're introducing to wrestling now. Yeah. What's your best tip on being a dad? Oh, this is great. You know, I'm actually reading a book right now about, uh, uh being a wrestling dad and, you know, uh, it talks about, not always having conversations about the match or the event that you just witnessed your kid in. Uh, and I go back to uh, the Smith family in Oklahoma and, you know, all those kids in the family were Olympic champions, national champions, really great wrestlers. And, I'm friends with them on Facebook and the other day they posted something about their father and they said, you know, my father never talked to us about the match or anything like that. They always said, Hey, what kind of, what kind of ice cream do you want to get after the match today? Yeah. And so, uh, being able to keep the relationship with your son or your daughter, whether it be baseball, basketball, wrestling, whatever it is, I think is the important part for a parent and let the, let the coach do the coaching with the sport and you just continue to support them and encourage them because in all actuality, nobody cares who won the eight year old championship this year. (laughs) You know, it might get a little bit more serious when it gets to high school, but let them be kids, support them. And when the time comes around for them to grow and mature when they're 13, 14 years old, you know, that'll happen. But if you don't, if you don't support them till that point, you might lose them and they might not ever take on the sport. And Cal, I think Cal Ripken had written a book and said, uh, game day, something happens. You, I, you don't talk to your kid about it. You support them. That's right. And you don't say anything about it the whole day. Yeah. Uh, not on the ride home, what you should have done. That, yeah. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. And we all know kids in high school that burned out. That's you know, true. they worked like crazy. And the second they got out of high school, they, they quit everything. Yeah. Uh, final rapid fire question. 
Uh, give me uh, from your days on the road, musician, band, give me a horror story or something, one of those gigs that just give me something that was so outlandish that you went, you know, this, I mean, or it could be, I can't believe I played in front of 15,000 opening for Foghat or yeah, I don't I mean, know. I've, 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 Foghat, where'd that Fog come hat, from? Like Whoa. Well, you know, one, of, one, of the, one of the best stories is I played this place called Country USA. It was up in Wisconsin. And I got to play with Carrie Underwood and Trace Atkins and open for them. And I've opened for Blake several times. And, uh, you know, Johnny Paycheck. I mean, a lot of people over, the, over time. Uh, so I got to play in some incredibly great crowds. But one of the funniest stories is we used to play these little nightclubs, little you know, little dive bars yeah. and stuff. And and one night they had a uh, a mail review uh, before we had our <laughs> before we went on stage. And I mean, it had to be the best warm up band you could have. I mean, as you know, five six musicians on stage, and you know, you got a bunch of. Uh, a, 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 male strippers out there I and mean, they're going to bring in all the girls and then so they were a great warm-up act and then we got to go on stage and do our thing and you know it was a great night Chippendales <laughs> <laughs> and puppet that's show right, that's, that's, right. Right. <laughs> that's pretty good I like it. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road I mean you were probably in good shape back then you're like hey you Ladies, we'll continue this. This is the encore. Yeah, no, that's a good story. So, uh, Damon, uh, Fork in the Road, maybe let's move that into what's now of uh, of Nashville Houses, your real estate. Yeah. A very successful business that you have developed, DamonSmithRealEstate.com, Nashville Houses, where you can find it. Talk about yeah. how you got into real estate and built this great company. What can't you do, by well, the way? Well, I, there's a lot of things I can't do, but... Uh, uh, real estate uh, changed my changed my life, and I, I got a credit when I when I was coaching. I used to coach at Father Ryan before I took the Brentwood job. But one of my the parents of one of my wrestlers is a uh, owns a real estate company here, and she's like, you know, you should get into real estate. So uh, I got to credit her for uh, uh, getting me into the business. Uh, and I went to work for her company, and you know there was a hundred agents, and you know, knock on wood, you know, like. Within a year, I became one of their top agents, and then I kept getting more, getting more and more busy. And you know, I'm a go getter, and uh, I'll get on the phone and call and people, and you know, try to you know prospect for business. And uh, back to those discipline and determination drive that I have, and uh, you know, today here we are, thir- you know, ten years later, thirteen years later, I've sold over twelve hundred houses, and you know, like $400 million in real estate. And I've got to credit that to, I've got a great team that works with me now. I'm not just an individual, but my mother's an, uh, a realtor on my team. And uh, she, she does a phenomenal job. And, and Scott and Sue Linda, who I met through the sport of wrestling, are, are wonderful on my team. And, and you know, a couple other, Holden uh, uh, Parker, who's a, a great agent. These guys work with me every day. and uh, But it goes back to the the time in the music business when file sharing was happening, that was like around the year 2000. Then I got into real estate in 2010 and, and that's when everything started shifting in the real estate world to Zillow's and online uh, marketing. And so I bought some websites and I bought NashvilleHouses.com and I bought NashvilleCondos.com. And now I've got over 30 URLs, BrentwoodHouses.com, FranklinHouses.com, NolansvilleHouses.com, SpringHillHouses.com, that all feed into my mothership of NashvilleHouses.com. And so wow. 
Oh. Uh, this website is a heavy, tra- uh, heavy traffic website that buyers get on to look for houses. And that's one of the ways that I capture my business and my leads. And, um, and, you know, then you still got to, you know, work through those leads and some of them are, are fake and junk and, and some of them are gold. And so it takes a lot to be disciplined enough to call a hundred people because out of the hundred people, you know, you're only going to get three people that say yes. And 97 of them are going to say no. And they may say a few things worse than just no. <laughs> and you got to be, you know, uh, leather skinned enough to go, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to move on to the next one. And, uh, and so that's how I've grown my real estate business. And like I said, it changed my life. And uh, I'm proud of our, our team at Compass Real Estate. And uh, you can find us at NashvilleHouses.com. There it is. What can he coach? What can he motivate? I'm ready to put on. I the feel singlet. like a piece of. Sh- I feel like yeah. I've not done anything <laughs> yeah, with my that. life. You did. You and washed your two, There's one of him. I did. Uh, yeah, that's I've all re- you did. That's you all I do. Your car. Yeah, oh, that's that. Yeah. What have you? Yeah, right. made a cup of coffee. I've sat on the couch and watched NFL football. That's yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm worthless. Weak. No. Why? Yeah, y'all are, y'all are amazing men. <laughs> you know who needs to be doing a podcast? Yeah, you know, right? I mean, he's got he's got a podcast, and he's got the voice, he's got I the wanna, looks, he's got the determination. He's not lazy like us. I want to throw one more question yeah. that should have asked. What what's a advice you would give your eighteen year old self now? Man, wouldn't we all like to go back and be eighteen again and know what we know today? I, yeah. I mean, if I could change one thing and be like, okay, I get a do over. I mean, it would be amazing because I would do a lot of things different. Um, but I would, I guess I would look at that guy and say, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. It's, you know what? You're going to be happy where you are at 50. And you think that you know where it's going, but it's not going that way. But you're going to be better off, you know, carp DM, seize the day, and just enjoy the life. And that... That mentality goes back to, I grew up in a funeral home. My dad's a mortician. And so I I saw people grieving, you know, frequently for their loved ones that they lost. And it allowed me to go, man, you don't know when your last day is on this earth. And you might as well take advantage of every day and enjoy it with happiness and the things that you're trying to achieve in life. Because we're only here for X amount of time. Did you live in the home like well, it was another section of the home? Because that, to me, is fascinatingly creepy. Yeah, it is. It is creepy. We used to play hide and go seek in and the, the smell in the of it, home. Right? It was that, awesome. The finale guy. But at, at, at times, I can't out of hide. Thank you. Yeah. I used to be a broadcaster. <laughs> I used to, I probably would have done that thing. But there are times we did live at, from time to time, we did live in the funeral home. And then we also had a house outside the funeral home, but uh, it was our second home for sure. Oh, what? Man. I don't want to leave this now. Yeah. <laughs> you see people at their worst, you know, something terrible has happened. Mm-hmm. How does that, how do you move past that? Or how does that become part of your life? Like when you go to work now, yeah. you're selling houses, you do wrestling, you feel good about stuff, but where people are always dying yeah. and you see the worst. But it's what, compassion. It's compassion, yeah. caring for people in a, in a time of need when they are, are hurting and when at their lowest points. And, uh, uh, my father was an, is an amazing funeral director and embalmer. And, you know, I've, I've seen him, uh, reconstruct, um, uh, people's heads after they've been in a bad car wreck. And, you know, it just, I saw that I'm numb to it. I saw it as right, a, at right. an early age and, um, um, didn't want to do it. Didn't n- want to follow in no, your father's. And it really footsteps. has got me to the point where I, like, I, 
I used to help him out and I just don't want to be around it anymore because I did. It made me think about death more often than I like thinking about yeah. death. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? You know, this could not, we going this, there. Is, this is a perfect time to do this <laughs> right now, right? Your future's you so bright. Shades. You got to wear shades. Yeah. This is uh, the part where we kind of wrap things up and talk about the future. Joe and I consider ourselves, I mean, Joe from rock and roll musician to, lay minister to uh weather tv tv weather guy to jock uh, into pilot i mean he's on 6.0 okay i'm i'm 2.0 after broadcasting you're about 4.0 okay <laughs> what's what's a 5.0 for you Damon? i mean what what do you see i mean you the effect that you've had what the culture you've built i'm big on culture with our nonprofit and because you want to go to work every day and feel good about what you represent it's not always that easy uh to to take that on uh, but you've done that. But where where do you see you, you're you, you're almost uh, fifty? You know, which is no big deal, by the way. Right. Fifty right. is no big deal. Sixty, oh, we sixty is when you get rocked. <laughs> we were young. Yeah. I yeah. see fifty year old pictures of us. I'm like, yeah. God, we were twenty. We were good yeah. looking at the time. Uh, <laughs> it was a good run. Uh, but yeah, what 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 what's in, what's in your? I mean, you know, just keep on keeping. Man, I just want to be the best dad to my son. Nice. Be the best husband to my I mean to my wife. Yeah. You know, and 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 love and support everybody that I can and. You that's it for me, you know. I'm, I've I've accomplished a lot in my life. I just want to uh, stay on the road and and keep doing what I'm doing and uh, and play a lot of golf on the way. Are you a golfer? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good. I mean, bogey better. But uh, well, I got to brag. Uh, yesterday, so I, I play at Brentwood Country Club, but I'm also at the Golf Sanctuary, which is in Cool Springs. Mm-hmm. And yesterday. I won the club championship. So in addition to this other stuff in my life, yeah. I'm addicted to whoa, golf. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And this is evergreen. We yeah. don't want to tell people when we yeah. take this. Yeah. But yesterday's weather sucked. Well, we were inside. So it's inside golf simulator. So it's indoor golf Got on it. a track, man. Oh, and I mean, it's, okay. It is state of the art. That makes know? a lot more sense. Yeah. I feel a lot more because yeah. I'm like, have you played? Yeah. So huh. where where are you off scratch? Are you a... Well, my handicap inside right now is a five, uh-huh. and so outside a little bit higher, but yeah. we're going to get get that down. But uh, I'm getting uh, four aside, yeah. at least four aside if we, we ever play. play. <laughs> We'd like to be first off at Hermitage. Let's go. And, and, uh, and play we'll, about we'll you know, two and a half and, let's do it. and one foot in the cart. Kind of, kind of, kind of a deal. So uh, Damon, he's a damn, he's a golfer. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. We love to golf. I think it's uh, golf's like wrestling. It teaches you life lessons <laughs> on its own, and you you didn't even know yeah. it was going on. Um, you are definitely qualified. Uh, what's your next move for wrestling? Do you want to stay on this level of high school? You definitely could coach a college program. I do think I could coach a college program, but I am happy where I'm at. You know, I, I want to keep. influencing young boys mentally um, and, you know, teach them the life lessons that wrestling teaches them. Uh, I'm I'm too old to coach college wrestling. Um, I would love to help grow college wrestling into the Southeastern Conference. Um, But wrestling-wise, I'm happy at Brentwood High School, and uh, I want to keep growing that program and keep teaching folks that it can be a mainstream sport. Once you come out to a high school wrestling match and see the controlled chaos that it is, yeah. you'll be addicted and you'll be like, oh my gosh, where where have I where have I missed this? So describe a little bit their, their arenas. Like we went to Cornell, Justin, uh, we did our tour up there when he, he got accepted and Cornell has a fabulous wrestling yes. program. They have got their own small arena and it's all four size sides with seats uh, down to the mat and the music, the speakers look like a concert's about right. to take over right. 
everybody's it's pumping. It is energy like you've never felt. Describe a, a, a wrestling venue. Well, it's controlled chaos, and uh, you know, parents are screaming and yelling at the referee. They're yelling at coaches. They're yelling at their kid. They're yelling at the kid that's trying to beat up their kid. And you know, uh, it's controlled chaos. But it is it is the greatest show in high school sports and we have a we turn the lights out in the gym we have a spotlight that comes right down onto the mat so the kids are under the light you know your, your coaches are yelling it is an incredible environment and it's the highs and lows man uh the, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat yep. and uh it's amazing and it it's it's just if you've never been to a high school wrestling match especially at Brentwood High School because our environment is awesome. We have a DJ that's pumping music in between matches, and we really get the vibe going. Yeah, I've not been to a high school. I, I wrestled from fifth to eighth grade. I uh, went to uh, supported my my high school buddies that, that wrestled. Uh, my, my one story is eighth grade, uh, you, you would get pins yeah. to wear on your warm-up if you pinned somebody. Right. And you would, you, know, you would be very intimidated if you looked across your opponent He's taking off his sweat, and he's got, you know, it looks like a Confederate jacket. You know, it's got 38 pins on it. You're like, this is a true story. I, I was okay, not great. I, 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 the match did not end in regulation. I walked, and, and the coach goes, what happened? I go, they have 38 lights. That's all you need to know. Count the lights. <laughs> right? Count, right? Count, count the lights. But um, do they have walk-up songs? Do you, oh, are you, yeah. do you allow that? Oh, and yeah. They, okay. We have walk-up songs, and the kids try to pick their songs out. Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, it's great stuff. What it would is. your walk... All right, so final question. <laughs> what would be your walk-up? Give me uh, one, and, and I... Uh, I it would probably be Bellacamp no, uh, kept crumbling down. No, hey, that's a good that's one. That's a good uh, George Thurgood, uh, Bad to the Bone, yeah, you know, something nice. like that. What would be yours? Would be a uh, bread diary, maybe? Or I something? think I'd come out with the riff to walk this way, uh-huh, and I'd have a, I'd have a move as I came out. <laughs> I'd have a move, and I'm doing that move now, but it's not a no, move. But no, I would work I would, on it, and it would be a move. <laughs> what would yours be? No, yeah. uh, it would it would certainly uh, growing up in Indiana, Mellencamp. Yeah. I had cats named Jack and Diane for yeah, God's sake. Cool. And it, well, you think it's cool. <laughs> the girl I was trying to date between divorces that was 20 years younger didn't know what the, <laughs> she thought. She thought, uh-huh. well, you, you have a cat named Diane. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's Jack it's and Diane. She's like, song, I have baby. no idea. What, we never went out again. Well, anyway. Damon, it's uh, this was a big deal to get you on. You're, uh, yeah, you. I've been a long time coming. I've been meaning to invite you forever. And you're a great motivation, and uh, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you Thank with you, the power and authority that you have over the, the future of America and the youth of today. You are the best at it. Congratulations. Thank you, Joe. Thank Thanks you, for being on the Appreciate Second it. Cup of Joe and John. It's the Second Cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, second cup of Joe and John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John.